Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback, and three year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to Tuesday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. And first up today, I want to say a big thank you to everybody who joined us for our 10th birthday show yesterday in Castle Bellingham. The cake, the cake we got from McCluskey's Bakery. Oh my God, it was absolutely sensational. And I want to say a huge thank you to Patrick, Daphne and Mary and all at McCluskey's who provided us with the most wonderful birthday cake. There's very little of it left and you want to see the size of it. Oh, brilliant, brilliant folks. And we do appreciate all McCluskey's do for us uh, through the years. They've always been friends of ours as well. Thank you very, very much again. And to the people at Castle Bellingham, at Bellingham Castle, Patrick and Kira. And all who came yesterday and all the well-wishers we've had in the last 24 hours. It really is appreciated. Now, my first guest today on the show is a long-time friend of Late Lunch. She's been coming to us on and off for many moons. And I even had the privilege of launching her first ever book, Fertility, Stress and Anxiety, Relationship Issues, Weight Loss and Addictions, all fall within the remit of the brilliant Helena Tuberty. Helena, good to see you again. Good to see you too and very happy. Thank you very much for joining me on the show this afternoon. Um, First of all, may I say to you, congratulations on achieving a wonderful educational qualification. I want to tell listeners, you took out your MA in ethics. Yes, indeed. It was a wonderful two-year course at DCU. Very much continuing professional development, so a very natural progression in the sense I was able to get access to so much information, so many academic peer-reviewed studies and find out what's going on. My interest for this was very much male infertility, which is the Cinderella of fertility issues. So I really got to grips with that. It was fascinating. Loved every minute of it. And ethics, when you mention ethics in the world today, have we become more unethical, do you think, in a general sense? I know you would have studied general and then specialised in what you did. What's your feelings on that? Well, in your line, we we did media ethics and we did bioethics and we got a whole, you know, again, the history, the general, the every good overview and human rights, of course. So I think there is an awareness Sometimes it's a little bit of a tick box exercise. Things are very commercially driven, certainly in the infertility world. Regulation hasn't been well established so far. And um, I do think that, you know, with younger people, there is a growing awareness. I think our hope is definitely with the younger generation. I think they're absolutely amazing. 
That's good to hear for the future and very positive indeed. Now, look, you're here at the at the start of a new year again. And at this time of the year, tying in with all the work and the range of work you do, a lot of people take this time to reassess their lives and sort of draw a line in the sand and hope to start again from a number of perspectives. Let's say they all come under the New Year resolution banner. What do you make of New Year's resolutions? Are they worthwhile? They're aspirational, but they can lead to an incredible sense of failure. I think I like to look at it. In fact, yesterday I was with Edmund Carroll over in Athboy. This Athboy, as you know, is a hub of great therapy. So Edmund and I spent a couple of hours together doing my goal mapping. It was an opportunity for me to see what are my goals, what are my aspirations, what do I want to do? Business, health, finances, life in general. And it really does focus the mind on, I suppose, having, you know, achievable, realistic, measurable goals. Uh, You know, the idea of I want to be uh, a size 8 or a size 10 and I'm a size 16 or 14 or whatever it is. You know, you need to plan it out. You need to do it in a measurable, manageable way. It is doable. And I think if you've got a plan that's chunked down into very, very small constituent parts, you can follow those. New Year's resolutions, I think the, the basics are good to encourage you. You know, the idea of getting up every morning and making your bed, the army, the boarding school idea that if your bed is made, you've achieved something to begin with. Uh, it never seemed like that when I was at boarding school because we had to pleat curtains and I wasn't good at pleating curtains. Uh, but the sense of having a sense of achievement. So I like to start with the basics for my clients everybody's got to go to bed at night and sleep. So why not do it in uh, an intelligent way? Go to bed at the same time, plan for eight hours, keep devices out of your room, do the stuff that works. And then, you know, at weekends, keep a similar line going to make sure you get enough sleep. Then you wake refreshed, you're ready for the day's challenges. You're more resilient, your brain is clear, you can take aboard more information, you can learn more and do more. Eat well. We all have to fuel our bodies and our brains. Um, you know, the latest thinking on, you know, cardiac disease, the, you know, the carbs, the uh, insulin quotient. That's a really, really interesting field of study. Ivor Cummins is doing a lot on that. So finding out what really works and not using fatty diets. Plenty of lovely fresh food, uh, cutting down on the carbs and um that is good. You know, Jack Spratt and his wife had something going on there. I can't believe you're saying that. And it's one of these things as well that, you know, we were told years ago, low fat, low fat, low fat, cut it out completely. But there is a change, isn't there? There's a huge shift since the the 70s changed human beings diet enormously. It was all low fat, no fat. Uh, Cholesterol was the worst thing ever. Forgetting that we actually make cholesterol. If you had nothing but lettuce leaves, you would still be making cholesterol because you need it for every single cell in your body. Um, When it goes wrong, it's inflamed arteries, like a pipe with, you know, rough edges. It gathers there and that's how it came to be blamed. So it's only in the 70s that shifted and changed so hugely. Then we got the diabetic epidemic Uh, Not the the diabetic leading to obesity, which, you know, from kids of six months, right the way up a whole generation. It's just been an extraordinary shift and change for human beings. So I think, you know, finding out what the latest thinking is, peer-reviewed, academic, good studies. There are some of them now. Good dietitians, nutritionists who know what they're talking about. It's an eating plan for life, for living, for energy, for doing and being. So that is, I think, a very, very important thing. Fertility is an indicator of general health. So particularly for men. 
So if there is, you know, low sperm counts, and as we know, the WHO did dumb down the, uh, you know, the uh, sperm parameters about 10 years ago. So like the old fashioned school teacher, it's kind of like, oh, your sperm count is okay, but could do better. And you can, and you can boost it. Diet, sleep, exercise, standing, not sitting down in a slump. You know, I mean, look at the size of you. You're all active, lean, mean, buzzing about. <laughs> Thanks a million, Lena. fishing and all of these kind of things. So you're a very, very good example, Jerry. Well, can I tell you, do you see that thing on my wrist I there? Do. I wanted to talk to you about it. It's a Fitbit and I got it for Christmas. And really, honest to God, I, I've, be- I've become fascinated with it because <laughs> it's returning stats to me that are really surprising, to be honest with you. But I want to come back to something you said there and you mentioned it a few times. Uh, and I know you incorporated into your work and this one is just brilliant when it comes to fertility. Sleep. You mentioned sleep several times. And myself and Katrina were in the office this morning. And Katrina has one upstairs as well. She said, I didn't sleep well at all last night. Did you not, Katrina? So she checked her watch. Four hours something sleep. And I said, I don't think I did much better. And when I checked mine, five hours really? sleep was on mine. And now I checked back when I was off on the break, you know, for the, for the holiday at Christmas. And I was seven hours plus, to be honest with you. But I thought I was a good sleeper. Katrina said to me, I acknowledged last night I had a bad night. Is that horrendous? Four and five? Four and five is far too little. You need about four or five sleep cycles, which are 90 minutes each. 20 minutes of those is processing everything that's happened during your day. And that's how I work with, you know, trauma and using um, EMDR to clear trauma, to um, get rid of any PTSD. If you're not sleeping your full sleep cycles, you're not getting your intermittent REM to clean and clear your brain to reduce anxiety. We have the one of the most Googled things is sleep, how to sleep, insomnia. And everybody's using other calm apps. But sleep hygiene starts the minute you wake up. It's like get up. Get out of your bed, go and have a walk, do your Pilates, your yoga, uh, get incidental exercise, eat well, see people, interact, have a bit of fun, get some work done, feel a sense of achievement and go to bed in a dark room. You know, these lovely curtains, fancy, beautiful curtains, they are so thin. Now, at this time of the year, it doesn't really matter because it is dark anyway. But during the summertime, when we have light intensity, people are woken up and they get used to the disturbances. The change in our time, you know, our, our change, that is deeply upsetting to our systems. It changes our rhythm and you get an increase. You get a spike in cardiac events after that. So would you be in favour of leaving time as it is Leave without changing? It is. Don't it's change it. Don't change it. Someone would have tried. Yeah, yeah. Come back to this sleep thing because I'll, I'll just tell you something. I put my cards on the table. Last night, I suppose, I was up watching TV till midnight. I, I rarely go to bed before midnight, Helena. I just have this thing. I'm at least up till midnight and I could be up till the early hours. And then I just, if I'm watching television or reading or something, I just stop, mainly probably just catching the news at late at uh-huh. night. And then I go to put my head down. And you're wired to the moon, aren't you? Your brain is buzzing. <laughs> is as that you are what now. it is? Yeah, yeah. You actually need a at least a one hour diffusing time. And that is coming down from your day's activity. So, you know, the rituals of preparing for bed, you know, think of think of Downton Abbey, people having their hair brushed and clothes, you know, just the whole thing was very, very slow. They used to head up to bed after being in the drawing room and they would, you know, wind down slowly. So we don't. We kind of uh, we bring the screen in, the laptop is there, we're tapping away, we're checking a last minute, we're getting a buzz of dopamine because somebody has liked a post of ours. Uh, no, I really advise my clients, the ones who do well follow this very simple advice 
and, you know, they leave devices out of the room. They unwind, they de- literally de-stress before they go to bed with some type of routine, whether it is setting out clothes for the morning or whatever that they may so take So do a something. Thing. Don't leave switching off the telly to the last minute or, you know, checking your Facebook or... You know, the last bit of Netflix. Oh, <laughs> I've just got it at Christmas. That's what's killing me. <laughs> well, I knew it. I could see Netflix written all over your face. <laughs> Oh, the guilt of it. <laughs> so, Helena, I have to do this. You recommend this hour. And is reading okay? So you, reading you, is really good. Good to wind Now, hang you on da- a second. Of course, naturally, there is a caveat, isn't there? There always is. Um, if you're reading something um, fascinatingly interesting, like a really well-written murder thriller, or you are, you know, something highly technical that you're really focusing, taking notes on, <laughs> I've done this. <laughs> it really, it sets your brain that you're actually churning away. So you need to read something relatively light, a kind of a pleasant novel, as opposed to something that is getting your blood pressure up. Okay, I'm not doing a last minute work for the following day or stuff like that where your mind is still chugging along. Yeah. Now, it's difficult for teens because we're talking uh, the melatonin angle is different. Teens are wired wide awake at night time and that's why school should start later. Really? It's, have what time would you start at it? Oh, I think about 10.30 would be good for kids. But can you imagine the nightmare that would be? So, you know, it's they, in Australia, there are two schools have done that. They've started a lot later uh, because teens, they just cannot wind down because their melatonin is huge. So we do need to give ourselves as adults the cues of going to bed. If you notice, you know, Germany, in, you know, Central Europe, they go to bed very early. You're talking 9.30, shut down. And they sleep, 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 and then they wake up and they head off and, you know, do whatever they do. Into the day they go. Anyway, good tips there for you at the start of the year if you're wanting to make uh, resolutions to help you along. Helena Tuberty is with me in late lunch. and you'd, you'd want to be here when the microphones are off and hear what the chat is. Anyway, I do want to come back to something you just said a moment ago there, not on air. And I'm curious, and I want to just uh, you talk to me about this for a moment before we move on. We were talking about, and I did mention addictions in your introduction, and you're not per se an addictions person, but I was saying, of course, you deal with weight loss, and isn't isn't putting on weight an addiction to food? No, that's a simplistic view. I mean, we have an idea that if you eat less, exercise more, you'd be grand. Um, the thinking now is very much around the idea of high insulin, that so much of the Western world, so many people have pre-diabetes and insulin resistance. And we eat vast amounts of carbs and vast amounts of processed carbs. I mean, you just look at what your diet is um, and that is what fuels it. It's the uh, sense that insulin wants to lay down fat. If there's a lot of insulin being produced, it's grabbing the fat and popping it into muscles. It's popping it around your liver. It's, it's you know, laying down fat. Glucagon, so get away from carbs. The carbs need to be reduced hugely. And it's quite challenging because we are addicted to our Brennan's bread. I mean, the next snap of cold weather, what will we have? And I notice you've got your Brennan's bread colours on you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a McCluskey's person myself. <laughs> well, realistically, we are here too, yes, big course. time. You know what I mean? They're absolutely wonderful. And I love but, but their cafe. To yes. moderate, even in moderation To bring of that. it right down because, you know, um, the sense of, and sugar is probably the worst thing. When low fat came in, as we were saying earlier, what happened was there was no flavour, so sugar replaced it. So we have never eaten as much sugar as we have over the last 30 years. So if, you know, New Year's resolution, if you could cut sugar 
you will be amazed that even in mayonnaise, there is a form of sugar. And sugar has different names, usually ending in O-S-E, fructose, all of those ones, um, galactose. If you look out for sugar and just cut down the sugar, eat more fat, your butter, that satisfies this satiety centre in your brain. You feel good. You can begin to use that as fuel when you cut down carbs. Isn't that just so interesting, the way the thinking changes and the, the research, as you mentioned earlier, the, research the science. research is immaculate. Yes. Ivor Cummins is the guy I'm talking about. He's actually an engineer. So imagine approaching it from an engineering perspective. Why do we have all of these illnesses, the inflammatory uh, processes, the autoimmune stuff, the cardiac problems. What is the underlying cause? And you will find that it is very much driven by the insulin picture. Interesting. Let's move on. A perfectly lovely psychopath. He posted this, was it the 1st or 2nd of January there? And the next thing, the whole world goes mad. It uh, you may have posted earlier. Was it late last I year? Think, no, no, it wasn't. Oh, it was it was, I think year? it was yeah. the new year. I didn't yeah, I saw it. I, saw it. I just yeah. I saw literally this. <laughs> started. Um, I suppose um, I had seen, it was actually a poem written by uh, someone I know through a networking group. And uh, it was Joanne Sweeney and she's an amazing woman and she is so completely switched on. She wrote this poem. I was really, really shocked, horrified that she should have been through such a horrific um, scenario. Um, You know, friends, people I've known, the amount of women who come to me with things like either a primary or a secondary infertility in a second relationship who will have had a very bad relationship fueling their secondary infertility, if you like. So, you know, resolving that, the trauma of that, the PTSD that can result from trying to extricate themselves, it could be a series of maybe 10 years in their life by the time they actually extricate themselves, if they ever do. Looking at the blog you wrote, you're talking about somebody here who's not really the person you get into a relationship with. You think they are just... I suppose, even using the word psychopath, I mean, the, the response was incredible. You know, were you in my marriage with me? How did you know this? You are speaking exactly. I didn't realise it at the time. I mean, worldwide, the response has been phenomenal. So the sense is that a psychopath isn't someone from a Hollywood movie that you think, oh, there's the bad guy. Um, It is the most personable, charming, sweet, understanding soulmate. Someone who sets out to be that and to be your perfect mirror because their personality is fairly shallow. They will reflect and mirror. They will have the same tastes in music. They will have, you know, similar likes, dislikes across the board. And they will understand you like no one else. They will mind you. They will treat you like an absolute, complete princess. But there is a motive and control is the motive. And over time, it becomes apparent. And people, there will be the best sex in the world, the most perfectly attentive lover. Over time, that will erode and their real nature will come out. And the person who is in that relationship will always be trying to regain those heady early days or even two years, three years, and they will never manage to get it back because the norm is actually the person they now know. The initial phases was a front to lure them in. Like, you know, casting... Put the bait out. them in and let them play around. I don't know. I don't know much about fishing, but I do think <laughs> yeah, well, there's a good analogy well, 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 there. You have Harry. to tease them first, of course, wherever you're done. Then they take it and they run with it and you have them hooked then. And really, they don't get away unless you decide to release them. You know what I mean? A nod one does. And maybe that is a good analogy as well. You say treat you like a princess. So is it just men that are psychopaths within relationships? I focused mostly on 
men. But of course, there can it absolutely, can be women as well who absolutely. who control and manipulate men. Completely. And, and, oh yes, you're, and you're how do you, how do you recognise somebody? What are the signs early on you should be wary of? The signs that you should be wary of. Um, there's an, an entire list. I see it here. Yes, and these, where, where do people check this out? It's on your website and your website. blog, isn't it? Yes, dot It's it's a blog. It's um, actually um, secrets of a perfectly lovely psychopath and how to spot them early. I just feel that if someone can, even though it's the usually, well, my partner isn't like that, my boyfriend isn't like that, but if somebody can just, you know, the sense of they are not mad, they're not imagining it, if they can become aware, the scales drop from their eyes at an earlier stage, I will feel I've done something to okay. help. Go and read this. It really is, and it has caught the imagination on a huge scale since this woman published it. HelenaTuberty.com on our blog. You can click it in there, and it's the most recent article. Just before we finish up, I want to mention one thing. Erectile dysfunction, you, you deal with this as well. Is it a, a, a problem that you're seeing more of? And uh, something that can certainly be attended to and corrected. As long as there's no physical cause. So I generally recommend that any man who comes to see me will have been checked out by his GP, obviously, um, because it can be a sign of other pathologies. But if it is an emotional, if it is a psychologically based problem, a relationship based problem, yes, indeed. And certainly within fertility, uh, when someone is trying to become pregnant and there is a window of opportunity, the fertile window, there is pressure on guys. And they, I, very often there is temporary erectile dysfunction. And then men of any age can suffer at any stage. And the more you suffer from it, the more difficult it gets. And the fact that there is treatment available, you know, in maybe two, three, four sessions, very briefly, that something can be done. I think that is, you know, the, the most, the biggest relief I see in people's faces saying, I cannot believe my sexual function, my relationship is thriving. Mm, and 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 that is uh, what you've experienced and you've seen that when you do complete a number of sessions with people, it's very positive and the world is suddenly light again. Exactly. It's, it's reclaiming something mm. that is a very important part of a functioning relationship. It's a very basic human need and uh, it can get sidelined in a relationship. When it's been bad, it's like we don't talk, we just carry on. And it's it's a sadness, it's a lack. Mm. So I love being able to help people of all ages. And, um, you know, it's um, when something is doable, why not treat it and feel good? Great to see you again. It's been a while since you've been here. Good luck with the uh, work. Continued success to you. And you're a great one. You're always moving and shaking and learning and moving on as well. But if you have issues with fertility, stress, anxiety, relationships, and maybe you're struggling with the the weight issue at all, uh, give Helena a shout. She'd be delighted to talk to you. HelenaTuberty.com. Don't leave it as long again. See you soon. Thank you, Jerry. Goodbye. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. 
You would late lunch on LMFM Radio this Tuesday afternoon, the first day of our next 10 years on the show. Moving on this afternoon, Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital in Drogheda are supporting an international campaign called Hashtag End PJ Paralysis. The clue is in the name and to tell us more, I'm joined by Adrian Cleary, Director of Nursing at the Hospital and Shirley Timmins, Assistant Director and she's in the ED and Patient uh, Flow areas. You're both very welcome to the show, Good to see you. Thank you for joining me today. Adrian, if I could start with yourself. Tell us about this. What is hashtag end PJ paralysis? Well, Jerry, thanks for having us in today. Um, end PJ paralysis is a, an international campaign first developed by Professor Brian Dolan, a good Mayo man, and his wife, Linda Holt. And it's, it's essentially about that the, cur- that the number one currency in healthcare is actually patient time. And that uh, Brian would say himself, he visited us uh, very recently, uh, he would say that, um, you know, uh, nursing was sort of born in the church, raised in the army, and our uniform is pyjamas. And something happens. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, and and something happens when when we put our pyjamas on. You know, the whole power dynamic changes. We come immobile. And that can be potentially harmful for patients. And another great hero of mine, Florence Nightingale, always said the hospital should do no harm. And uh, we find that when patients are immobile, it's actually quite harmful to their health and well-being. So that is the premise of yeah. this. When you yeah. get into the jammies and you're in hospital yeah. you and you take role. to the bed, yeah. you sort of <laughs> curl up into that little yeah. ball and it's not good. It's not good. It can lead to a, to a lot, a lot of health problems for patients. So there are emotional benefits to this, uh, psychological benefits and, and, and a lot of physical benefits for patients. Um, I mean, there's a lot of risk associated with being in hospital. Mm. It's not a good place to be. Nobody wants to be in hospital. And we are absolutely committed to, you know, proving this situation for our okay. patients. Yeah. Let me bring in your colleague, Shirley Tim. And Shirley, you're very welcome to Late Lunch. You you, you want to give us a statistic. If you spend a day in pyjamas in bed, what happens? So 24 hours of bed rest reduces your muscle power um, by 2.5% in not only your arms and legs, but also in your heart and lungs. And um, studies have shown that 60% of immobile patients in hospital have no clinical reason um, that requires bed rest. Um, so for every 10 days of bed rest in hospital is the equivalent of 10 years of, of muscle ageing in those patients over 80 years of age. So very often this can mean the difference between patients returning home to their own mm. to their own home on discharge following their acute admission to them requiring admission to like a long-term care facility or requiring additional home supports. OK, so the message is that each day, and I suppose the older you mm. are, you mentioned there 80 plus, it is yeah. really significant really in terms of, yeah. of immobility and what it means. Yeah. But even coming back the ages, into middle age, into younger age, to be up and active as soon as possible is the best thing, yes? Absolutely. We want to kind of reinforce that, you know, that that unwell feeling... for many, wearing the pyjamas for many reinforces that unwell feeling and can prevent you from having a speedy recovery. And as Adrian said, one of the most um, valuable resources for patients is their time. And we don't want to waste um, any additional time that you could be at home with your loved one, essentially. Mm. Um, so we want you to, to reinforce, to shift our perception of I'm sick to I'm getting better. And we want to get you back to your normal routine, um, reduce your hospital length of stay and home to your loved ones as soon as possible. So... When you're well enough, we will be supporting you to get out of bed. Get as out quick of your, as you can. As, as soon as physically possible for yes. you. Get out of your pyjamas and get moving. 
So it's all to do with the PJs, Adrian, here. And just a couple of things there I want to pick on that uh, and put to yourself that Shirley mentioned there. Um, The stay in hospital, there's a perception out there, uh, and maybe you'll debunk it today, that they want you out as quick as they can. And this project, they'll be saying already, I hear them uh, saying, oh, this is another way of getting us out there ASAP. What do you say to that? Yeah, I say I say no. I mean, I mean, look, clearly, uh, a hospital bed is a precious resource for the community. Um, absolutely, that is a factor. But the main benefit here, and the thrust of what we're doing, is about improving patient outcomes, reducing potential harm. Um, because what can happen is there's a cycle of deconditioning comes in. You stop moving. You know, you don't eat as much as you would if you were active, and you know you're more prone to getting infections. And in fact, the longer you stay in the hospital, the more at risk you are of getting an infection and things mm. like that. But I can remember a day. I mean, I'm obviously a young man, Jerry. You're looking at me now. Oh, you know, young uh, isn't the word, Adrian. <laughs> but I remember in in the, we just call it the late eighties. Yes, um, I remember um, before uh, visiting would commence on a ward, we would get all our patients back into bed. And we'd sort of pat down the sheet. Sister would come around to make sure the beds were all properly aligned. And um, so thankfully, we've come a long way since then. Yes, and that's good yeah. to know as well. The other thing is, you know, when somebody has a, a, a serious procedure, and mm. there are many happen a, a, in your hospital every day, we're not saying that they have no. to go through, you know, the recovery process. It's when yeah. it's appropriate then. Isn't that fair exactly. to say? Yes, absolutely. exactly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Appropriate I mean, is, the right, is the right word. When it's suitable for you to get up and to get moving, it's not... Yeah, yeah. they're not going to say, sorry, no. you're just out of a coma there and we're going to fire you out on the floor that ain't going to happen that's not going to happen that's not going to happen I mean all, all we're saying I mean I actually wore pyjamas during the launch of the campaign and it's quite disempowering if you're talking to somebody who's fully clothed and and you're there in your pyjamas you, you don't feel uh, like uh, empowered in that conversation and we want to we want to create a situation where a patient is at the very centre is is steering their care and their treatment and so we want them to be as empowered as possible and just get dressed. So what, what we say to people is, look, if you're coming into hospital, don't do the traditional dash down to pennies or duns and for the pyjamas. Pack the bag, get the clothes, get a nice, decent pair of footwear because, you know, some of the slippers that people bring in can, can you know, create potential fall hazards and things. Uh, and that's really what we're saying. I mean, the, the other day in our emergency department, which is one of the busiest in the country, I think we all know mm. that, um, I saw a consultant sitting down beside a patient in our ED. The patient was fully dressed in, and they were sitting eye to eye. And it, it, it was an amazing, amazing thing to see. Mm. And that's the dynamic we really, really yeah. want. So yeah. really we're talking about psychologically here. It Absolutely. is a huge thing for Absolutely. people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can I tell you, I don't possess a pair of pyjamas. I never have. <laughs> no, I never will. I want to say that here today on the show. And I was for a procedure lately in the Matter Hospital. And of course, they sent me the thing, bring your pyjamas. And yes. so I arrived there. I said, I don't have them. What? I don't have them, I said. But I have a trackie with me and I have a pair of runners, as you mentioned there. And please, God, for as long as I'm on this planet, that'll do me. So you're not going to have the PJ problems with me. I hope, Adrian. Thank you, Joe. It's good to know. It's good to know. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? You said something there, both of you referred to it. It's it's a thing. You are, in a way, disempowered. This might be the deep thing within me as well about this. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, traditionally, the role would be one of sort of 
you know, um, you know, an active, powerful professional. You know, I'm certainly we wanted to 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 you know debunk that. I don't think people will will see that in the Lords. Absolutely not. But traditionally, the dynamic is one of powerful uh, professionals and a kind of passive recipients. You know, from a patient point of view, and we certainly are not into that at all. We need patients to be at the centre of their care and directing their care and their families and their loved ones. And this is just a part of that. I like the, um, the the flyer you've issued for this, mm. and I have a copy of it in my hand. I think it really does explain it very, very well. And, you know, those four tenants there, you might mention those four things there on the corner that you talk about that are very important there. So basically, um, on our flyer, what we actually are asking our patients is to help us to help you. And by doing so, um, some of the simple things that we are, we're asking our patients to do is to move around the ward, either, either alone or with help, uh, when appropriate, yes. to sit out for their meals and eat unaided. A simple thing like that. Simple Get things out. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sit out in your chair and do gentle exercises throughout the day. So any of your nursing staff, physiotherapists, OTs on the ward will, will show you kind of some gentle exercise that you could be doing that's not going to wear you out completely. And essentially just to get up, get dressed and get moving. And this will aid your recovery um, during your hospital stay. And it's also, um, it promotes patients' dignity to spend as much time as they possibly can in their own Yes. Place. And you do feel, Adrian, that mm. you're getting back on the road to normality, don't exactly. you as well? Yes. But the thing about this is, this actually works. It started in the UK last year. And are, are you one of the first in Ireland to adopt this or has it been run elsewhere in the country? Yeah, um, we're, we're one of the first in the country. Um, CUH and Cork. And University Hospital in Waterford uh, are also involved in it, mm. and Blanchestown um, have rolled it out as well. And Blanchestown, yeah. okay. Connolly Memorial, yeah. So, but it does cut down uh, even empirical evidence for about the last six months from where this has been in operation. They're actually seeing a reduction in hospital stay days on average for patients. Due to this, absolutely, yeah. Just that, just this alone, and, and not only that, but re- reduced falls in hospitals. Uh, so people are more mobile. You're, you're not suffering from that muscle wastage that can occur quite rapidly, as Shirley was just saying. And there, there are huge, huge benefits for patients. Less complications like infections, you know, respiratory infections, because often the small muscles between the ribs are the first to go in terms of muscle wastage, and that can lead to chest infections and things that can keep people in hospital away mm. from their families and and their friends and their loved ones mm. and um, and certainly you know we want to do absolutely everything we can this is one of many projects we're running this year yeah. um, to, to improve the quality of care that we provide for our community you Going know? back to personal base I remember I snapped my Achilles tendon a few years ago mm. and was in plaster when it was the full length at the time I know they treat it maybe a little differently now but I, I don't know how long I was in it for, for a few months but I'll never forget when they took the plaster off yeah. you don't realise you know that brought it home to yes. me the wastage that happens rapidly yeah, very very around muscle and that as well exactly yeah if you if you don't use it you lose it yes. basically and you know if, if you're especially if you're elderly you can ill afford that that to happen and lots of complications can occur actually my background is orthopedic so I know I mean it's a big thing in orthopedics uh, mobility and, and, and keeping a, a patient uh, moving because often what can happen as you know maybe from your Achilles experience is that you can injure one limb but because you're you're, you're kind of protecting yourself and you're not moving you end up with lots of problems throughout precisely. your body precisely yeah. absolutely precisely yeah. no I take it everyone's bought into this because this is a yeah. an holistic thing the mm. patient is the focus of it but what about all your medical professionals in the hospital yes they're all on board with this absolutely because patients when they're up and dressed and moving it's given an, um, an additional opportunity for further ass- assessment of their conditions 
Yeah, so everybody across the board knows that this project is in Our Lady of Lourdes and are all working towards implementing it with everybody. Absolutely, amazing physiotherapy team, occupational therapy, speech and language, uh, the dietitians, everybody's on board on this. And actually... To, to, to a large extent, that's why we've been so successful in, in, in you know, across many indicators in Our Lady of Lourdes is because we're better as a team. We're better than the sum of all the parts. Yes. And that's why we're hugely looking forward to the outcomes of this project. Mm. You know? So it's early doors yet, but it's yeah, been rolled yeah. out across this year. And absolutely. the commitment is, is huge it's there. absolutely there. You have yeah. a busy place, and I just see in your title, Shirley, ED and patient flow. It's a huge <laughs> part, isn't it, of uh, the, the functioning, functioning and workings of the hospital. And it's in the news all the time, isn't it? You know, it must be challenging your, your role there. Absolutely. I think people um, probably underestimate the volume through our emergency department. I mean, last year alone it was 62,000. So that's up 3% um, on the previous year. That's an awful lot of people as well, because you are the focus for the region near yeah. here now. I was down, my God, it's nearly unrecognisable. I can remember, and Adrian, you laugh at this, you were mentioning about your days when, when you worked on the ward. Yeah. The little uh, emergency department that was That's in right. the corner. That was there yeah. until quite recently. That's right. Then you opened the brand new one. And now that's been superseded by... Yeah, it'll be the largest ED in the country when it's fully opened. No. Um, yeah, yeah. Over 3,000 square metres, yeah. state-of-the-art facilities. I Something mean, to our, be very proud of, yeah. Yes. Our community deserves that, Jerry. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, There's been uh, so much, you know, uh, friction around this for a time and with all the changes and that as well. But but this is the fact. This will be the yeah. biggest in the country. Absolutely. So it's serving the northeast as well. Exactly. Which is a very important message yeah. to get out as well today. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jerry. You're excited about this? Very excited. And it's part, as you said, at the beginning of a number of initiatives absolutely. you're going to roll out this year. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, specifically around the care of the older person and again that's going to involve all of the members of the multidisciplinary team mm-hmm. and um, we certainly have come up, haven't come up short so far and so we're looking forward to the bright future Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, brilliant I wish you well I thank you for joining me today to thank spread you, the news about this and make thank everybody you. aware if you are visiting hospital yeah. this is the way they want you out of the PJs and, and, and up and, and moving and out of hospital because we know we, when we need to be there we want to be there and yes. cared for but we do love to get home as well Absolutely. and this Absolutely. is a real push in that direction For the moment, Adrian Cleary, Director of Nursing, and Shirley Timmons, Assistant uh, Director of Nursing at Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital, ED and Patient Flow. Thank you both for joining me on the show. Thank you very much for having us, Sherry. Thank Thank you. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. The Power of Love, Huey Lewis and the news from the movie Back to the Future. I remember when that was riding high in the charts and the movie came out and was released. Did you see it on release, Sinead? The film there, when it came out first? No, sure it was going to be... Just stop. I'm going to be pulling your leg. I know, no, I saw it. It's one of my favourite films of all time. It is a great yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a classic. It really classic. is a classic. And talking about movies, oh, I got me, I got me, me knuckles wrapped with uh, Helena you did. Tuberty, didn't I, over the... The late night well, <laughs> Netflix I sessions. In fairness, I can't blame you. In, in fairness, Netflix has some cracking 
cracking choices on there. And actually, one of the ones that everyone's talking about, and I switched it on over the weekend, was Bird Box, starring Sandra Bullock. Now, this is a film that was made specifically for Netflix. I don't know if you've noticed this trend, actually. Sky are doing it as well, where they make Sky Originals Mm. or Netflix Original uh, uh, product or whatever, uh, films or TV or whatever. So this one is uh, trending kind of for wrong reasons in some ways because people are doing this bird box challenge which I'll explain to you without sort of revealing too many spoilers but basically the premise of the film is it's kind of a post or apocalyptic kind of vibe so some unseen force is causing people to basically turn them on themselves and kill themselves, right? But the whole thing is if you don't see them, so if you put a blindfold over your eyes, you're protected. So Sandra Bullock is the lead character in it and she's trying to lead two small children to a supposed sanctuary away from these unknown, sort of unseen okay. uh, evil forces. And she has to blindfold them and it's a really perilous journey down a river and it's it's Jerry, it is gripping from start to finish. Now, now listen, it's not a box set, it's a film, so okay, you can see it in one okay, go. Okay, I can see it in one go. Yeah. Because you see, I did mention before The Crown. I've just watched the first two series of The Crown. Series three, by the way, I've become an addict now, is due out this year and series four. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We'll have both of them, I think, before the end of... Uh, there's 10 parts in it, but I have to say, it's from the time uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, took the throne in the uh, in the United Kingdom and taking over from her late father and that as well, and right through... Uh, it's just... I'll tell you, it's addictive. It really is, and I've watched the whole lot. I'm on to now a documentary about Sunderland Football Club. Oh, right. That was recommended to me, well, and it's terrific as well. It's a Netflix one, what you're talking about yeah. there. They've made this as well. Yeah. They follow Sunderland Football Club for a year. They thought they were going to be promoted, but they were relegated. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's very interesting. And my son, Jared was telling me about another one. Oh, Dad, this is unmissable as well. So, Jesus, I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> You'd have no life. Four hours sleep a night <laughs> on the Fitbit. It'll be flashing red here in the morning saying, go to bed, go to bed. <laughs> when I come in, when I come in here, oh, stop the lights altogether. But and is the, is the, 
crane is that the one with Claire Foy in it oh she She's is simply oh my God. outstanding and you know the lady who won the golden globe for the queen movie yesterday do you know the other English oh, actress? Yeah, What's yeah. her name? Uh, she won the Golden Globe. Uh, oh yeah, is this the one that was in the um, on, the favourite? Yes. Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman well, is the Queen Mother in the Crown. Do you know that? Oh yes. And you know what's happening in series three and four now? The next one's released. She becomes the Queen. Olivia Coleman because you oh, know she takes up she the mantle, takes up yeah, the yeah, mantle yeah, yeah, yeah. from the other lady you Claire mentioned Foy. there from Claire Foy yes yeah. okay well actually if people haven't seen it an absolutely amazing Irish film called The Favourite now I'm not so sure on local screenings I mm. must look into that is it good Sinead it is brilliant it's a dark comedy Jerry. yes She's magnificent in it. The Lighthouse Cinema are showing it. And as well as that, the Lighthouse Cinema in Dublin, if you want to take a trip up uh, to Smithsfield there, it really is worth a visit because they have these amazing um, period costume dresses in a sort of an exhibition inside in the cinema as well. They love to do that kind of thing in, in with the conjunction movie. with the movie. Yeah. But Element Pictures, so, so well deserved. And you know what, Jerry? It was so great to see that film nominated so many times. And there's yeah. Irish, you know, produced homegrown talent up there in the main stage. Will in it the get an Oscar Club. nomination, do you think? Oh, I, it has to. Oh, it has to. The Golden Globes are normally a forerunner yes, for what's to come. They're so indicators what to come. So yeah. there you are. So we've just clicked into movie mode <laughs> this afternoon. Anyway, we're heading to a break. And up next, she listens to us faithfully from our home in the United States of America. She's originally from the Northeast, and she's joining me next home for the holidays, Susan Thornton and me on Late Lunch. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. I am truly delighted my next guest is with me on the show because she listens to us in the United States of America most days. Well, she did up until quite recently because we're going to tell you what's changed in her life in the recent past. But she was a regular and she'd send me messages and uh, listening to interviews, she'd give me feedback and it was just fantastic. And to think that today she's sitting in studio with me as she's home for a break with our family. I'm delighted to welcome back to Late Lunch because she was with me in the past. Uh, Susan Thornton, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you, Jerry. It's and great to be back. Thank you, especially because I know you're a little under the weather with the cold thing little. today. But you've got the the, the medication in and everything. I do, so that's kicked in. You're all right yes. for the next while. Yes. Great to see you. Really, truly great to see you. Am I right in what I'm saying? You, you when you lived in Chicago, mm-hmm. you, you rose with us. You were up in the morning there, and we were on. Was that it? Yep. Yeah. I'd get up, put the kettle on, and stick on LMFM, and. <laughs> I'd be tuning in when you'd be getting ready to tune out. So, yeah. <laughs> it's great. So, uh, Chicago was where you lived for how long? How 11 long years. Oh, it's a long yeah, time. Just a little over 11 years, yeah. yeah. And, and remind us again, what took you and when did you leave Ireland? Why did you go? And was it to the, the States you went straight from here when you went? Um, I originally went to Pittsburgh and was there for a little over two and a half years. Came back here when the visa expired and then had a taste for the States and then started working on another visa put that in the works and then in 07 went to Chicago and then didn't plan on getting married but of course met himself and then 11 years later moved on 
from there. And and did you meet him only when you went to Chicago? Yes, I was there for about eight months and I met my husband. And what's his name again? Mike. And it's Hoff is the way you pronounce his surname, yes? It and you is. have a double barrel name. I did, Thornton yeah. Hoff. Yeah. But there's trouble with this surname, isn't there? It? Because is. it's it's spelt H-O-U-G-H. I'd say you get a range of pronunciations, I do you? I get a varied one, but they don't get my accent, you see. The worst is those automated phone things where you have to speak, enunciate words. I can't get that. So <laughs> I end up hanging up. Yeah. Do you just stick with the Thornton? I just stick with Thornton. Times, yeah. I'll always be Thornton. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> so you met himself in, in Chicago and, mm-hmm. and you marry and you settle down there and you live there. Um, the Windy City, I, I, the only time I've been in was on a stopover on a, on, on a flight to Alaska, I have to say. I, mm-hmm. I never got into the city, actually. Um, as a place to live, what was it like? When I first moved there, I thought this is the bee's knees. But after time, like it's changed a lot. A lot of people are moving out of Chicago to go to other, like more settled life, more slower pace of life and stuff. It's very go, go, go all the time. You don't really turn off and relax. Mm. So that's why we started like looking at places where we could go. So you really did take a decision to say we are not going to spend the rest of our lives here. We're going to move somewhere else. We always knew we wouldn't settle in Chicago. We just had no idea what we were looking for. Okay. Um, I wanted a bit of the Irish feel, the Dorota feel, the more slower pace, nicer people type thing. And he had kind of got a taste of that from travelling here with me. He liked England and Ireland. So then somehow we ended up on the opposite side of the States in Portland. (laughs) So you are now in Portland, Oregon. Yes. Which for... Anybody listening today, if you look at the US map and mm-hmm. New York and the East Coast is on your right hand side, yeah. you're on the West Coast, yes. right up in the top left corner, just below Washington State. Yes, exactly. Oregon is next. Yep. And then, then below you is California stretching yeah. down the Have coast. To make there. a trip there now. Oh, you will. <laughs> and, and, you know, I was looking at California below you and Washington. And, uh, of course, that beautiful city to the north of you. Seattle is north yeah. of you as well. Mm-hmm. Is Seattle far away from Portland? Three hour drive. Okay. Yeah. So you can drive it's, there. Yeah. Have you been already? Have you yes. have you been to Seattle? Yeah, we went to Seattle a few times, and then the last trip before we moved out there, we uh, spent a weekend or weekend in Seattle, and then drove down to Portland. So it was about three hours. Is Seattle as nice as they say? I like Portland better. Do you? I do. Okay. I didn't get drawn to Seattle like I did with Portland. Right. Yeah. Why did you make the move? What was the ultimate clincher? Why did you go to Portland in particular? We kind of wanted to get a feel. People were talking about it and we wanted to see for ourselves what it was like. And then we had visited twice or three times and then he got a job offer. So we said, right, just do it. Rip the bandaid off and go for it. So we just moved. We just that was hadn't it. been there for more than a week and we just went. And have you managed to purchase a place there at this stage? We're not. We're renting at the moment because what's happening now with Portland is it's becoming more like uh, San Francisco and Seattle with the tech industries and stuff. So they're really booming. So uh, properties through the roof. So we have to get a feel if this is something that we want to do. Then I I could see us purchasing there. Okay. And did you cut all ties, gone from Chicago, anything you had? had, No. No. I mean, like friends wise? No, No, you still have that. But had you a house? Did you own a house in Chicago? No, we rented. Rented there as well. So it's not as big an issue. We always knew Chicago wouldn't be Wouldn't be for you. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, an awful lot of people do rent in the States. You know, we're here where people, you hear it, they want to own that little dream home. Yeah. 
not more, not so much in the states. No, a lot, a lot of, renting. of people rent. Yeah, mm. and a lot of people would rent like big houses as well. Mm. I'm quite content with an apartment yeah. till you get a feel for where you want to be. Of course. And then of course. Settling. But you obviously have a good feel for Portland I from do. what you said to me already. Yeah, I do. I like it a lot. The people are so nice. I've met more people there in about two months than I did in 11 years in Chicago. No. They're just They have that personality that just gels. So yeah. a bit of an Irish feel, as yeah, you said, absolutely. like ourselves here yeah. back at home. You Friendly, laid back, very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a big city, like, I think it's about the 26th largest city around that in the United States, about, what, 700,000 people yeah, in the population. About that, yeah, It's yeah. big, like, it's yeah. not small. It doesn't feel that, though. Does it not? Because it's got little pockets of different, like, it's separated by the river. Mm. So we live on the northwest side of the river, and then the river obviously just separates northwest, southwest. Northeast, southeast. Okay. Yeah. And are you working yourself at the, the now? Not at the moment. When I go You're back, on the I'm hunt, gonna, are you? I'm going to start hunting. I'll, really? I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, get because something. this move only happened in the latter part of last year. I, I do yeah, have to say. Yeah, end of September. Mm. So the climate's decent as well. I was just looking at it. It never gets really, really cold, no. and the winters are, you know, not nice. I'd have to say, and lovely summers. That was appealing to us after yeah. doing eleven years of Chicago winters. Is it cold in Chicago? Bitter cold. Very, very cold. Yeah. Yeah. Like the lake freezes. So Lake Michigan freezes. And you can and go out on it and do they? Oh, you wouldn't be advisable, but you might go I'd say it. some people have tried. Yes. But yeah. So it, it is that cold that yes. the, a lake yeah. actually goes solid with it. And it snows for months. and mm. No. So this is a big difference. So there's big appeal in Portland. Now, I have to mention somebody who late lunch listeners might remember. Do you remember Claire Kleinadler? She was our American in Ireland on late lunch. She was a lady who came to live in the northeast. She had big connections with Cullen and she actually met her husband while here in Ireland because she's a citizen of the United States as well and a woman of the world, I have to say. But she joined me. Do you know this, Susan? She used to be a regular on late lunch. Right. And she'd come in and she'd give us observations of Irish life through the eyes okay. of an American and a world wise woman. Yeah. Do you know, she was absolutely brilliant. And she had a blog as well, great into the food and uh, right. reviewing places to eat and recipes and all that type of thing. Anyway, she met her husband here and had a great job here now. And then up sticks. And where did she go? I'm Portland, going to say Portland, Oregon. Of course. So Claire Kleinadler is in Portland, Oregon. And I know she was home lately. So you might. Give her a share. I know the 700,000 people there. It's but I think you might be a bit familiar yeah. with her. Are you, you've seen her in the social media I circle, have, have yeah, you? Yeah. yeah. So Give her a shout. I think we'll She's a good be one. an Irish coffee in her future. Absolutely. Yeah. She'll look after you. Yes. She's really, really nice. And she, if she ever picks up on this podcast, do, do meet up with Susan Thornton <laughs> and her husband. They're lovely people as well, Claire, <laughs> if you're listening to us this afternoon. So... In America, and, and looking at America today from this side, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I had actually the Irish Times Washington correspondent on the show with me last week. She's from Trim and she's in that White House with that fella every day her. of the week. What do you make as, as as an Irish woman living in America? You have your American citizenship, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah so so I'm, you are. I'm You have a foot in either camp. Technically on paper, now American. Yeah. Yeah. So. What do you make of this fella? I don't know if I could put it into words. I don't know. It just gets to the point where you just have to ignore it. Would you so vote I mean, for him? Would I? Did I? No. Would I? No. Okay. No. So he bemuses you like he bemuses a lot of us as well. Yeah, you just have to scratch your head and just wonder how and 
When mm. is it going to finish? <laughs> when is All it? I can do I is just a lot of people. bunker down. Or and yet, down. Susan, look at the vote he got. And, yeah. you know, uh, his popularity seems to be still quite high, even after the midterm elections, even though they didn't win outright at all. Mm. But he has support, hasn't he? He does. Does that worry I, you? No. Mm. I, I don't get big into politics. I mean, I'm interested in it to a, a point, but... After that, what can I do to change yeah. Donald Trump's mind? Mm. No, I'm not interested in that. You can only cast your vote, I know. Exactly. Yeah. You can do so much. Yes. People get very caught up in it. Not me. Just but do you think most people, most Americans are like that? They're just trying to get on with living? I think some of them are now at that point where in the beginning when he first got in, they were really up in arms and were like, we have to change it. And now I think they're just, okay. Not so much that they're giving up, but they're kind of like, right, we'll just write out the next little bit that he's there and there's a change will come. Yeah. Because I think this has stirred up quite a bit. It has indeed. Yeah. And, and change, of course, is always inevitable. It, yeah. it, it moves around and goes around as well. You know, in, in this part of the world as well, we get fed a lot. You know, we get fed the news and, and right. there's, of course, different angles on it as well. But one thing that always comes up are these difficulties with the guns and the gun, mm. you know, you hear even last week in yeah. California, there's another one again. Somebody goes in with a gun and kills a number of people and yeah. there's been mass killings as well. Do you worry about that going about your daily life when you live there? Is it ever in your mind? Um, no, I hate to say that it's not that you get used to it, but it's if you were to think about all those little things, would you ever cross the door? If you were going to worry about, am I going to go here and get shot or there and get stabbed? I could walk out and get hit by a bus. So I kind of don't look at stuff like that. Mm. I look at it like it's terrible what's happening. It really is. And they need to do something about how easily guns are available. But I don't. Really yeah, think it's not on your no. conscience. I, I, you're right about any of us. I could walk out of here today. Yeah. Who, who knows when I when I leave here yeah, and I sit into know. my car? None of us knows what. And I, I see what you're saying as well. Yeah. But they could mitigate it by having more control on the guns, yeah, couldn't very they? Very easily available. Yeah. That's the scary thing. Jeez, I remember being over there and going in to buy milk and bread or something, and, and here on the next shelf, <laughs> <laughs> you want a gun? <laughs> what size of a gun do you yeah. want? And I'm thinking, holy God, yeah, almighty. it's. Very it's mad that yeah. it really is mad. And yeah, that, and they need to do something. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, mm, and and of course the NRA and the gun lobby over there, they're a pretty powerful bunch, and mm-hmm. they they don't want to see change either. I want to head to a short break. Is your sure. voice holding up? I think it is. I You're doing mightily well because I have more things to talk All to right. you about. She's lovely, isn't she? She's one of our biggest fans on Late Lunch and LMFM, living in the United States. You're going to the UK, is it tomorrow? I am. I'm going over to see my sister for a few days to over to Bournemouth. And are you going the, directly from the UK back home? No. No, I'll come back and Here. have a yeah, yeah another few days with the mum and dad and then head off. Do you love being home? I do, yeah. Do they I spoil think, you? I think I'm spoiling them now. Are you? I think the roles are changing, yeah. Is they're it? getting a bit spoiled, yeah. You look after them when I you do, come home. I do, yeah. Did the mum do the Christmas puddings this year? Not this year, no, she, she had didn't. no pudding? No. She does a lovely pud, doesn't she? She does, she's good at We cooking. tasted it here. We did. That was the first <laughs> time I came in, yeah. It was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And it's great, I'm sure, to come back and spend time here. Yeah, when it is. You're a distance away. What about, like, you know, you talk about social media and you listen to us, mm-hmm. obviously, quite easily. You can get LMFM anywhere around the world now does that make it any easier for you to be in touch with the folks you know that communication is more readily oh yeah yeah I mean they're still not up on technology they just have the landline and they're quite content with that I love people who have landlines which is fine but um, it's nice to put a face to the call so when my sister's home we'll do like a video call and stuff with them great yeah 
So that is a good a good connection mm-hmm. as well. Tell me this: What did you do with the doggy uh, when you came to Ireland? Tell us about the dog first. How long have you got him or her? So she wasn't really she. on the yeah. okay. So she wasn't really on the radar either. We were going to get a little dog this time, like in the new year, mm. and we went out for groceries one day and came home with a dog and no groceries. <laughs> And As we hadn't do. even got a water bowl for the dog As or nothing. Do. We were just like, okay, now we have a dog. So yeah, she's a little rescue dog out of California. Made her way to Portland. And then she's living with us now. My, oh my. Yeah. And is this the first time you've had a dog? It is, yeah. We okay. didn't get one in Chicago because we knew, we didn't know when we were going to move. And then where we were yeah. renting, they didn't allow pets as well. Okay. So. So she's okay yeah. with you here now in the new place in Portland. Oh yeah, yeah, loves it, loves it. But she was on a flight from Portland to Chicago on your way home here, yes. Yeah, so she, we flew to um, Chicago on the 23rd for Christmas with my in-laws and then I left her and the husband and the in-laws and I headed off here then on the 28th, yeah. <laughs> but you forgot something, did you? I did, I forgot. Well, I got my phone now, but I was in that much of a tizzy worrying about the dog trying to get her on the plane hoping she wouldn't break out of the carrier in the middle of the flight or something so I left the phone in Portland airport had to call them and had to have it FedExed for a very expensive fee here? Uh, no to Two. Indiana oh, oh if it was here it would have been the price of a flight I'd say would it? yeah to get a phone sent well it was across. 200 just to get it from Portland so <laughs> a phone? yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could go to with Ryanair to Spain and I'm back telling for you, that, yes, no you problem. Could. Oh my God, that was, yeah. a, it was a heavy, but you so got your phone, got that was the main. phone, yeah. You can't live without them today. I know I we would be talking about them a lot here and giving yeah. out about them, but when it goes missing, even you for five minutes, it, yeah. where is it? You know what yeah. I mean? Where has it has it gone to? Yeah. Um, going back now and, and looking around for a job and settling in, obviously from what you told me, you feel it'll be... Easier, easier do, to do yeah. that now. I do, yeah. yeah. Easier than when you went to Chicago first, do you feel? Um, I was only in Chicago, I think, two or three days when I got a job and I held that job for seven, six or seven years. And then through that, met my next boss, who that was another five years or something. Yeah, so. God, that was oh, quick, quick, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Do you come across many Irish people, you know, over there, Chicago first? And you're only in Portland, a short, short while. You yeah. Know. Um, yeah, there's quite a few Irish in Chicago, obviously. But in Portland, um, I actually met one flight attendant from Alaska Air who's from Cork. And her and I have already been out having a cup of tea and she's already planning a night out when I get back. So that's what I mean. The, the yeah. people out there are very... Those genuine. are the things that yeah. make you, you know, that make it for you and make you settle yes. in quickly yeah. to, to a new place a, yeah. as well. Do you ever see it visit your day? Is America home now? Like Portland, you're getting set up there. Do you ever see a day when you might consider returning to Ireland or is that out of the question? We did consider uh, Europe, maybe, or out west and that's how we're in Portland now, but I would say Portland could become home. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. Long term now for Long you to term. really put down roots. Yeah, I could see that happening. It's it's somewhere that we're, I think we both would settle very well. Mm. Yeah. So you're only in the process of exploring the place over yeah. there. It's on the coast. As I mentioned, you it's have beautiful. Seattle to the north, which you're not impressed with. So there you are. We leave that. Oh, for I day. Could, that could be a weekend trip. <laughs> Never say no. What about south into California and yeah, going I'd like down to do there? Yeah, a bit of exploring there. And there's mm. so much in the area itself. Like just an hour drive, you're on Cannon Beach. Um, you can be up in the mountains. It's, mm. it's beautiful. So there's yeah. a lot around. It has a lot to offer it. A lot in, to in, offer. And where it's situated as well. So within an hour, you can be in those places. Whereas in Chicago, within an hour, you're still on the highway yeah. or stuck in traffic or, mm. yeah. So. 
how, how long are you gone altogether from Ireland now? How many years? You went first in what years? Oh, seven, you said? Oh, seven. Oh, we, so we'll be going on 12 years. 12 years yeah, away. Yeah, this June, July. Yeah, so yeah. you went just as, it was, it was booming here actually in 07 yeah. and then suddenly yeah. the world yeah. changed completely. You will have seen those trends obviously visiting home over mm-hmm. the years, the way... Yeah. Do you have a feeling for Ireland that it's, you know, we 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 are hoping that the indicators are really good. You know? I do, I do see it. It's starting, it's definitely picking up and there's a lot more small businesses and people doing more of their own things, which is really good. Yeah. 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 So really positive. Isn't that good to hear? Thank you for that endorsement. So. It gives us a little boost as well when, yeah. when we hear that for, with, with eyes from afar, but one of our own, of course, as well. Anyway, thank you for dropping into me today on Late Lunch. And I, I wish you well with your cold. That'll be better thank soon. You, and you'll have a too. nice time with your sister in England. And now you, you mentioned getting up with us and rising and listening to us. How do you listen now? Is it the podcast or how many hours? To, how many hours are you? So I'm eight hours behind. So Okay. Um, oh yeah, God, I can I'm, catch the tail end. Yes, or I'll do the podcast. Okay, keep podcasting. Yes. Really. Don't forget us. I, I know you won't. I know you won't. You're a big fan. Lovely to see you again. You too, Thank Jerry. you for dropping in Thank to you. us, and good luck in Portland Thank you. to yourself and Mike. Lovely. Thanks very much. Thanks. Good to see you again. You too. I've been trying to do it right I've been living a lonely life I've been sleeping here instead I've been sleeping in my bed Sleeping in my bed So show me family All the blood that I will bleed
The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Order your Renault 191 today and avail of low APR finance, cashback and three-year servicing. Visit Blackstone Motors today or see blackstonemotors.ie. Sinead, you have some messages to relay to me and the great LMFM public. Well, I don't know who this is, but they said, Jerry, did you see the Vodafone ad with Dermot Bannon where the mam in the ad turns off the young girl's Wi-Fi at bedtime? That's what's going to happen to you, lol. <laughs> I love it. It's actually, it's brilliant. Your woman, they put their hands in their ears straight away and then she starts screaming, that's I know. you. The, that is me. That is me. The roles will be reversed. It will be switched off on me. Or maybe, I don't know, can you like uh, link up your Fitbit or something to say Jerry's Wi-Fi is gone or something. Jerry, stop, t- stop. You need to move. No. Stop uh, use, you know, viewing Netflix now. It's well, time to sleep or something. I, I, I am going to look. We won't get that extreme just yet, but <laughs> we need to be careful because I'm a bit uh, committed to things no, once I've, I get I've in there. I have a feeling now that, you know, it's going to come to Lent and we're going to be doing some sort of a challenge <laughs> to get you weaned away from Netflix. This is what's going to happen. 40 days and 40 nights without Netflix I'm laughing thinking I know that Vodafone ad well thank you indeed for that message what else have you I have another one here again I don't know who this is from but um, this is about the end JP or PJ paralysis um, oh yes Jerry. I agree with your guests but what about the women who go to supermarkets etc in their PJs are they just exhibitionists yes that's another you know yes. conversation yeah, yes. It is. yes that is another conversation and yes in my book they probably are and uh, I've or lazy, or lazy, yeah, one or the other. I actually was, uh, I think it was over the holidays there, I was up early one day heading off and there was a lady at the bank machine oh, Jean, <laughs> in come her on PJs now. very early in the morning. She must have been bloody, well, it's mild at the minute, I know. But anyway, that is certainly something for well, another I, chat. Yeah, well, I definitely, you know, I do like the old PJs. I, I know you don't like them, but They've I do not. like buying new ones, wearing them in the ha- comfort of my own house Perfect. slash bed, whatever. That's, That's the good. only place for them, I'm you have it 100% right, Sinead Brazel. I'm with you on that one all the way, but uh, don't ever put that on my list for any time of the year. I don't want them. I'll never wear them. They will be, as Elvis says, return to sender. Anyway, on late lunch, we are back. Yes, it's back, should I say. Lose weight and feel great 2019. The weigh-in is next Monday. Four participants, two girls, two boys, who are they? You're going to meet them over the next few days, starting today with the First Lady. Stay with us to see who is number one girl into the ring for Lose Weight and Feel Great 2019. It's back. Lose Weight and Feel Great 2019 in association once again with the brilliant people at Integral Fitness and Leisure. Four people, six weeks and we'll be following their progress week on week here on LMFM's Late Lunch. They weigh in at the start of next week. But who are they? Starting today, we're going to introduce them to you one at a time up until this Friday. So first, into the Lose Weight and Feel Great spotlight for 2019. Well, I think she's best known in Mattock Rangers circles in the GAA in Loud. Anna's chairperson and a brilliant chairperson of the Loud Ladies GAA. I'm delighted to say welcome on board to Anne Meath. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how I'm sitting in this chair. Well, I'll tell you how she's sitting in this chair. Tell them a year ago, I did offer you the opportunity with the 2018 crew. And you said to me, honestly, I'm just getting going my own business. It's only up and running. I'm trying to develop it. But Jerry, I promise you, I'll do it in 2019. And you know something? You're a woman of your board. Now, Jerry, don't you know I told you that just to get you off the phone? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you see, you were never going to get me off the phone once you told me that a year ago, and that went into the memory bag. And here you are today. And listen, let me tell you, we're absolutely delighted to have you with us this year. And I know the people in Integral are looking forward to working with you as well. Let's talk about you for a moment, Anne. You, you, you do like exercise, and and you're a woman that is into this. Yes. Yeah, I would. I would always be a member of the gym. Um, I do like to try and keep fit. Mm. Um, I suffer with a, a bad back, so um, once I stop training at any time, straight away the back will kick off. So it's in my interest to stay training. Um, food probably wouldn't be the best. And as my trainer would always be asking me, "What are you eating today?" I live a busy life. I do a lot of travelling now with the, with the new job and that. Well, it's not a new job anymore, but. It takes a lot of organising. Uh, there's days you get caught out. I could go a day on coffee. Uh, I wouldn't have consistent uh, eating. I wouldn't have my three meals a day. I'd be on the run, as they say. Okay. So that's probably my biggest downfall, and that's where I have to make the biggest changes. Well, they're going to help you because they do help you, of course, yeah. because diet and eating built into exercise and yeah. all that is key to this programme every year. Yeah. So y- you you go to the gym, maybe the back kicks up a little bit and you have to ease off and then the food thing. So you find that, can you, can you put on weight easy? Is it yes. easy for you to put on weight? Yes, yes, yes. yes. And of course, always. when you try to go shed it, then it's a devil, isn't it? <laughs> easy to put on. Oh and that easy my to get off. God! What do they say on the lips and something on the <laughs> hips? And, and that is the truest thing yeah. ever. So look, you're joining this program with a view to getting the the, the eating and the diet and mm. all that better as well, mm. and of course shedding a few pounds of over course, the six yeah. weeks when you're with us. Mm. Tell us a little bit about yourself because I did mention in the introduction you're synonymous with Gaelic football and especially that golden era of <laughs> Mattock Rangers when you were the kingpins <laughs> of loud football and almost of Leinster. And should I, I remind you about that day? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Tell us a bit about yourself. Well, I suppose over the years I was always involved with, with the guy who was a big passion of mine. And then as I started working, I got more involved at club level. And then I went on to county level and seen great years with the loud ladies and made amazing friends. And it took a lot of time, as you can imagine. So I, I give the county level six years and I just said, come on now. <laughs> Could pull you've back done a little bit here, yes. yes. You've so, done as you bit. know, Jerry, you yeah, heard and me you had years. you were very yeah. successful with yeah. the time you were there. You were in Crow Park a number of times mm. with the girls as well, and mm. you ran a fantastic ship mm. there. Was it a big wrench leaving it? Because I remember at the time you were betwixt and between. Yeah, it was a very hard decision to leave it. Like you become part of it. It's mm. it's party party our life uh, day in day out for six years at a very high level. Um, do I regret leaving? No, because. It was my time to go. It was somebody else's time to come along with new ideas and the girls are going from strength to strength every year there. I still follow them, still great, great friends. Um, but delighted is that they're doing well. Happy what I did when I was there and happy to be yeah, the good. other side of You did. And, and yeah, of course, everybody who does their stint lays foundations for the, yeah. the next crew. And, 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 and I love that when you say too many people are there beyond. You know when your time mm. is and, 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 and you're about it and left it in very good state as well. Um, on on the job front, where where have you worked? What, what what's your background there? Uh, accountancy. I studied okay. accountancy when I left uh, school. Um, started working then um, here, there, everywhere. Emigrated for a little while. Came back. 
go working in Crow Park, ideal job. Um, love that. Still, still do a little bit there now and again. But um, go working in the toll bridge here in Drogheda in the accounts department, which was brilliant. There's a lot of coins go through there, and <laughs> didn't have to count them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, then I was happy, content, job for life. Sure, up the roads, mm. ten minutes from the front door. And along came Seamus O'Hanlon and had different ideas for me. <laughs> I didn't leave me alone until I give in. So um, I set up my own business as financial advisor as a tight agent with Acorn Life in 2017. So I had a fantastic year last year and a clean slate this year. Off we go again. again yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, delighted. It was, it was a big move for me, but mm. definitely the right move now. I can see it, you know. God, it takes a lot to leave, as you mentioned, that job that you could have mm. stayed with a good job there as well to, to take on a new challenge. But I think that's you and me, <laughs> and that's why you are in that seat <laughs> with, with us this afternoon. Mm. Um, you, you know the way this is going to work, and I just want to remind listeners, we're going to weigh in on Monday evening next. So everybody will weigh in on Monday, and then for six weeks we'll follow you each week to see how you're getting along and I'll be visiting you from time to time when you're in the midst of this mm. programme as well uh, with the people what what would you you know sitting here today and just I'll be asking you this many times I suppose mm. again what would you like to achieve you mentioned about the, to get the, the diet and the food end have you a figure or do you look at it like that that you'd like to say I'll get rid of that much or have you any idea what you'd like to shed well I suppose my whole life is about goals there's always the goal um I, I had a big achievement last year and I, I'm reaping my rewards in, in June. I'm, I get to go to Miami with uh, MDRT, it's the Financial Advisors Group. So I don't want to wait till May to lose the weight for June. Oh. So we better start now. So you have, uh, you see that it's all coming out in the wash now. She tried to hang it on me, but she has a big reason. Okay, so you definitely have this goal coming towards summertime. Yeah. Definitely. I think it's a great time of year to start. Like, we're all about the goals, aren't we? The beginning of January. So, look, at I'd, for myself, this is for me. I've done an awful lot of other years. I'd always start off doing for other people. But this is for me this year. And it's an absolutely amazing opportunity to be given to have the expertise of so many people. Um I don't want to let myself down. <laughs> I, I set the targets. Will I say it? No, don't. don't, don't but, but, no, don't yeah. say it. I yeah. want you to keep that to yourself. Yeah. But you have you have something in mind, yeah. yes, yeah. and and that will evolve, and we'll hear about it as yeah. as certainly the weeks go by. So commitment, not be a bother to you. To I know you you travel a lot. You mentioned there, but you'll be able to make your commitment. You and your trainer will work together for gym work and things like that. That won't be an issue for no. you. No, not no. at all. The lips will be the issue. <laughs> <laughs> well listen 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 don't 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 worry about that. that that's going to be worked on as well so you do know that there's going to be another lady with you and two gentlemen as well here and we're not revealing the other names because you're going to meet the second person on late lunch tomorrow and so on Thursday and Friday until you've met all and then they're weighing in on Monday evening and we'll bring you all the news at the top of the show on Tuesday each week uh, from the weigh-ins and uh, and all that's going on in a general sense um, life is good for you at the moment with the work and um, you, you still as you said keep in touch with it with the sport and that as well yeah 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 oh it's good yeah lots going on and um, i do often wonder where i got the time to put into the county board and that but uh, i suppose you just step out something else mm. steps in you, you don't even realize it it's 
He's a busy person. Yeah. Well, you're in the Mattock Red today. Oh, she'll never the red and black. It runs through the veins. Will we see them back? What's your, your gut feeling? After that halcyon era they had with that wonderful team, what, what's the feeling on the ground in Colin? I would be very hopeful. There's uh, great work being done at juvenile levels there for the last few years. So I definitely hope that they'll, they'll be back up in mm. the lights sooner yeah. rather than later. Oh, yeah. But, you know, they've mm. broken the mould when they won it and won it a mm. number of times then and all mm. they achieved as well. So it's just waiting to happen again. And I'm sure the young lads out there have to be inspired by because their heroes are still of involved course. around the club and that as well, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Like there's the in fairness to the boys there from the two thousands, like they're all involved with different teams and that around the club and it's it's great to see it's great um there's great memories there, but the mm. younger uh, players do remember, which yes. is great as well. They have something mm. to Go a goal to go yes, towards. Yes, you know. and on the other hand, on the county level, there's a great crop of young women, isn't there, in the in, yeah. in the pipeline in loud football as well. So watch this mm. space. You know, definitely the, the the wee under eighteen team there from a few years ago. They're yeah. all coming through now, mm. so. It's great to see. They yeah. are, and you've been involved with all that as well. I'm very confident in you. You know that? That's why you're here. I'm really confident. I know what you can do. I've seen you in operation, and when you put your mind to something, you're going to do it, and you're certainly going to do it with us on this programme this year. And I wish you well. Anne Mead, you've met her today on Late Lunch. She is first in. She's our first participant in Lose Weight and Feel Great 2019 in association with Integral Fitness and Leisure. You'll meet the first gentleman tomorrow on the show, then the second lady and the final gentleman on Friday and we'll have our four that we'll be following on the show here for the next six weeks and wish you well see you in the gym Monday evening is that okay is that a date there's no turning back here (laughs) she came in in dark glasses today as well I tell you I think a little bit of incognito you may put them away now they all know who you are all is revealed and good luck to you you. looking forward to being with you over the next number of weeks anyway that's a lot on late lunch for this uh, Tuesday afternoon hope you have a lovely evening Eddie's up next with the drive and uh, we're leaving them with a song, aren't we, Sinead? Will you give us a, the lowdown on this one? Big Yellow Taxi, Counting Crows. Ah, oh, there you go. Big Yellow Taxi about to pick us up in a short while here. See you then. And put up a fucking With a pink hotel, a boutique and a swinging hot spot. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? It'd be a paradise and put up a fucking line. Took all the trees and put them in a tree museum And charged the people a dollar and a half to see them No, 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 don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you got till it's gone You'd be in paradise and put up a fucking lie Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.